This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello, welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. My name is Tom O'Toole. I'm part of the Broadcast team and with me is Tim Simmons. Um, Both Tim and I are on the team at Christchurch Manchester, which is a a multi-site church in Manchester. Uh, We have seven Sunday meetings at the moment and we're just in a series talking about uh, some multi-site issues, some things that we've learned over the years of planting different sites, of navigating how to be a a multi-site church, particularly in a UK context today, you have sites that are um, not too big, so most of our sites are 40 to 70 or 80 people on a Sunday, and um, yeah, we're going to talk today about leaders for for multi-site. Really the idea is to to just help start the conversation or further the conversation for those churches that are that are looking in at multi-site and wondering whether this is a model that might help you or something God might be leading you into. And leadership is one of the the areas that often gets brought up. Often people wonder how how do you do it? Like if before you've had a team that's serving the one congregation, how does that change when you go multi-site? Um, so Tim, why don't you um, kick off and just talk about leadership at CCM, what are the different teams that we have, what are they responsible for, and how they relate to one another. Mm, yeah, very good. Um, I, it's interesting to think about, I sometimes think about it in terms of the new person that joins us and what do they see, and then as they are there for a bit longer, what do they then see and discover. Um, so uh, most people, as they would join us on a, if they turn up on a Sunday or through website, they're invited along or through Alpha or whatever it might be, um, they would experience a kind of site leadership team with a site leader. And that would be uh, what they would see. And for some people, that is the most they're ever interested in. And that's fine. Um, if they were to look a bit more, then they would discover that there is probably the next thing they would discover would be that there is a staff team um, and uh, within that there is an operations team which consists of most of the staff and any uh, volunteers, site leaders who are volunteers who've got time will be in that as well. Uh, And then they would discover that there is a a strategic team which is probably, like in terms of decision making and vision, the most senior team in the church would decide we're gonna plant here next or this is the new initiative that we're going for. Um, that would be our strategy team. And then they would discover that there would be a, a team of elders that looks after the whole church and then a team of trustees that also looks after the church. And then there are loads of other little teams that do little jobs in the church, whether that's the youth team or the safeguarding team or the kids workers are connected or something like that. So um, I think that is probably the simplest way of explaining it, going from the, the kind of from the front door into the house, I suppose. Yeah, that's really helpful. And uh, I wonder if maybe a way to get value out of this conversation would be to just pick on a few of those yeah. roles and like just dig a bit deeper into what they do, what, yeah. what we as a church are, are looking for in people who, who are doing these different things. And probably the, the key one to making multi-site work is site leaders. Yeah. And um, I, I suspect if we were to say to 
uh, a random person at CCM, who is your pastor? There's a good chance they would name their site leader yeah. as the person who is their pastor. Um, what things would you be looking for in um, a job description of a site leader? So someone's taking it on and they say, yeah, I'm, I'm up for leading the site. Tell me, Tim, what is it that you, you wanted me to do and hoping um, I put into this role? Mm, yeah. So I think there's there's a probably type of person in the sort of work we need, isn't there? So yeah. we always talk about the kind of the top three we look for. And you might have to remind me of these, Tom, but is spiritual velocity, like they're going somewhere with Jesus. Then there's relational intelligence. They understand the impact on people around them that they have and that they can relate to people well. And then there is teachability. That'd be our, that sort of person that we, excuse me, are looking for as a site leader. Uh, in fact, probably any of our leaders, that would be the kind of important to us. And in terms of the, the job of being a site leader, it depends a little bit on the person and the time that they've got. So a few of our sites are led by people who have other full-time jobs and kind of do it in their spare time. And so we tend to staff to them, if we can, some like support effectively, whether that's administrative or uh, an assistant site leader, some who will uh, will do stuff for them so that they can, um, so it's not overwhelming to them. But I guess we're looking for people who can bring a team together, uh, can make sure a Sunday is organised and works, makes sure the community groups is organised and works, and make and see if they can implement some sort of missional outreach in some ways. Um, and again, that really depends on the site, where it's located. Some of the sites, just by being there on a Sunday, are missional outreach because non-Christians just are brought along to them. The, the studenty one would probably be a bit like that. Uh, the missional outreach of that is September to Christmas with all of the, um, the students that come through. Many of them are, uh, are Christian or barely Christian, we would say, um, who will kind of wash up on the shores of the church. And, and so we, uh, so mission for them is kind of is gathering that crowd in, and that's a huge part of what it is to be the site leaders there. Um, in some of the poorer areas, it's maybe more pastoral elements involved as well. Um, so yeah, it, it depends a little bit on the site and the place, but the practical stuff there would be those things, I think. Yeah, no, that's helpful. I think the pastoral piece, it is quite important, even if it's low-key sometimes. Yeah. Um, like the scale of the sites we have is such that the site leaders would tend to know everybody in the site, would tend to have their, their eye on the community, who's struggling, who's doing well, and whether they themselves are uh, kind of getting alongside everybody. And they've got their eye on it and are making sure it happens, really, in a way that some of us who aren't, as directly in that particular site, just just couldn't be aware of. Um, so we, we do two days a week of paid time, don't we, for our sites in an ideal world? Yeah, in an ideal world, I think we would, we always kind of say if a site gets to 40 to 50 adults, um, it's probably a couple of days a week work, probably there or thereabouts. And that depends a little bit on the income of the site, Depends a little bit on the location um, and the people that are around. So again, for example, in the, the Fallowfield site with lots of students, they have a lot of spare time in the day. So there's a lot more you can do with them than in our sites in the suburbs. There is 
like a lot many more people are in work and so there's less to do with them and they have less energy so it there it does vary a little bit from place to place but that tends to be what we go after yeah yeah, yeah so what that typically means then is if we've got someone on staff who's leading a site and they aspire to be full-time working for church mm. then they need to do a bunch of other stuff as well and be mm. involved some way in the central running of church whether yes. it's worship youth admin yes um, alpha safeguard there's all sorts of different things yes. that are kind of bolstered onto the site yes. leading for those who, yes. who increase the hours of yeah. yeah um I, I think one of the uh, interesting dynamics is site leaders then being part of the central conversations and uh, we have a mix we have some site leaders who are really kind of involved in the strat team and um, are in those conversations a lot and we have some who who aren't and yeah. are much more focused locally um, do you have any thoughts on, on on that dynamic and different challenges for, for those maybe who aren't part of that conversation as much uh, yes um yeah, I mean, I think historically, if you were a site leader, you would be right in the centre with all the decision making, the strategy team. But as we've grown, that you just you can't have too many voices in there; it just gets too noisy. So it, it just, you then have to kind of manage things a bit differently. And also now we have, like I said, we have a couple of site leaders who aren't on staff at all; have full time jobs, and actually they are pretty trusting and. So again, as when we talk about multi-site, it's been a it's an emotional relational network. There are levels of trust that we have in them and they have in us that, and that they know we're not going to pull the rug from beneath them. Um, so we may talk about their site when there's no site representative there, but because we are in good relationship, there is a there is a trust there. I think so. I think that's quite an important part of the of the dynamic. So. Um, so I think the relational side of things, when you start structuring things, as you get more complex, uh, becomes more and more important and finding ways to be with people and to build trust with them. Uh, again, it depends on the people. Some people don't need very much at all and are pretty secure and others need more. And that's not a bad thing at all. It's not that insecure is bad. They just need to understand where they fit and the impacts that decisions will have on them. So, um, yeah, does that answer you? Does that make sense? I think it does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like for yourself um, as the senior leader of the church and um, site leading, like in the past you've been quite frontline site leader, kind of up front, the most visible presence at the site you've led. Um, that's kind of changed a bit in recent years, and uh, you do lead a site, but that's in a very kind of backseat way now. Yeah. Um, when Colin was the senior leader, he most of the time didn't lead a site, yeah. and that really worked well for him and yeah. for his gifting and for yeah. his style. How do you find it, like leading the way you are? Would you prefer to be um, much more upfront somewhere as a way to lead off with ideas, implement stuff? Would you prefer to just be kind of out if there was other people to step in, or are you quite happy? How it is? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know yet. I, I think I'm still thinking about it. I mean, I'm only a year and a bit into doing it. So I I think I would have thought a year ago that I'd want to lead a site and to like do what you said, you know, be able to try out new things. And 
But actually, as I've got into it more, I'm not convinced that's a great idea. I think I, myself, I quite like knowing people. I'm quite, so if I visit one of the sites, I, I love hanging around afterwards and talking to people and maybe people that I won't see for months again, but I quite enjoy that side of, of things. And so I, I'm not super keen on just being in the one site. And it's not even like I need to want to go and preach, although I do like preaching in the different places and seeing how people respond and seeing what God's doing. Um, so I, I think I will probably end up being a bit more like Colin. Uh, although you just don't know how these things are going to work. Again, you add another site, you don't know what happens. Um, so you never quite know how these things are going to play. Um, I think we probably, you know, collectively, we've realised that you can't have one person who is the floating kind of senior leader, probably. I mean, you do need one senior leader, but you need probably a, a number of people who operate with a whole view in mind and I don't, know, I don't know what the right language is, care about everybody. And then it's yeah. not like some people don't care, the site yes. leaders, but have a kind of a, a big view of what CCM yeah. is and what each site looks and feels like. Mm. It's a, a slightly more apostolic way of, um, which is quite a grand language for a church of 350 <laughs> adults, but it, because we're so spread. Um, and actually we have, we, we have probably two, maybe three or four people who are beginning to be able, who can do that. Um, and so I think we've realised that we need that more. So as that comes through, it may change yeah. what I feel about what I do. So um, so yeah, it's an interesting thing. I do lead a site. Um, I lead it a bit from the back row, although a couple of the leaders from there have moved on, so I'll need to step forward a, a bit for a while. But that I will be happier then when there is a couple other leaders come through and love Jesus and love CCM and want to grow that site and have more energy for it than I have because your head is in a bunch of different places actually you don't have that the energy to innovate that you think you should do mm. <laughs> you, you're actually because your mind is full of other stuff so kind of an emotional capacity I suppose so um so yeah that's what I think yeah that's interesting like, I just kind of as as you're talking like reflected on a few of the the dynamics at play and um I think the headspace thing is really big like mm. I've seen it happen with different site leaders who so, like, have had seasons where the majority of their focus has been on their site and maybe they've had other jobs or stuff yeah. outside and then I've seen how people lead sites who uh, they've got other things they're maybe kind of involved in different areas of church or perhaps involved in multiple sites and people just lead differently mm. and there's something about the I'm going to fight for my site that yeah. if it's done well and humbly yeah. can actually be really good and yes. when you've got the whole thing that you're caring for you can't quite do that for, yes. for your site in the yes. same way um, but also like, I do wonder um, if I was part of a multi-site church let's say I was joining one as, as a new person and we, we've talked about how at CCM there isn't really a main or mothership site if I was to join a new multi-site and I noticed that the senior pastor led one of the sites without even processing it in my mind I just thought that's obviously the main one mm. that's the one that must be driving this thing right I'll probably try there if mm. all other things are equal and I wonder if it does something just to to disbalance the relationships between sites and others by by accident become more secondary yeah maybe I mean especially if your site is built around a 
a big preaching gift mm. or or you have the same preach same sermon in each time or venue yeah. or whatever you might then gravitate more towards so i mean if we'd have moved to new york 15 years ago and looked at tim keller's church you probably wanted to know where's he going to preach most often and you'd want to be there wouldn't you so i don't know if that would be true for us particularly at all yeah. Um, but yeah it's, it is an interesting dynamic yeah yeah it's interesting i heard that um with Keller's church, they would never publicise where he was going to be, just to to avoid that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I think like if if we part the site leaders for a bit, I think we've yeah. had a good conversation around that. Um, I think probably the other two teams that are particularly interesting to talk about a little bit about the strategy team, yeah, uh, and a little bit about the elders, yeah. Um, because as as we describe the strategy team, we'll probably be describing something that in some people's model of church and the way they do things would be um, kind of within the remit of what their elders would do, mm. whereas that's not quite how we see it. Yeah. Um, t- tell us a bit about the strategy team, how it fits in the in the whole and relates to the sites. And, yeah, and no, it's, it's worth kind of taking three steps back and kind of our, the, our church history or the group of churches we've been part of historically elders were leaders um so we're part of uh, new frontiers which kind of came out the charismatic renewal in the 1970s in the uk and so would be one of those streams um and uh, so elders would have been leaders that would have been which came with all of the the baggage of who gets to be an elder and all of that stuff um and i i think we very early on and this was a colin thing he would always say eldership doesn't mean leadership you read your bible it doesn't doesn't mean what we've made it to mean Uh, and if you would look at most elders teams now they're management teams really and church leadership and middle manager teams to be a bit disparaging Um, and we felt we didn't want to do that Um, and that was driven that's driven by a lot of different things that was driven by wanting to plant lots of sites and when you plant a new site you don't usually plant with elders in it you usually wait for it to grow people to join from the community uh, and then you see the leaders and the good people that come through and then you start making those sorts of decisions you know two three four years down the line so it's a that's a longer process um yeah i know some churches from different backgrounds who will plant with a 40 people and elders already appointed um which doesn't always go well um but does sometimes go well um, and so for us i think we thought we don't necessarily want that but mainly because Partly our history of churches, the elders were blokes and that was the kind of complementarianism that was there and we felt we wanted women to lead at, at the most senior level and so if your eldership team is your leadership team and your management team, that was instantly excluding and we didn't want to do that. Um, and so we have over the years kind of evolved and designed something that means that we can have women at the most senior level um, and that we also have a, a, an eldership team we feel is biblical. So the, the elders for us would kind of, they are good people in all of the sites. So you read the eldership and the characteristics of who those people are. We want them to be in each site and actively involved in the community. And sometimes they become site leaders and sometimes they're not site leaders. Often they're on the core team. I wonder as time goes by, they don't even necessarily have to be on the core team, but we will see that. Um, and, and then they, their main activity is to come together 
um, probably four or five times a year uh, and to be a community together uh, and to kind of look after doctrine I suppose uh, I think it's something of making sure we hold to the vision of what we want to do and the church planting thing and the multi-site thing they are for the unity of the whole church so really the sort of people we want to be elders aren't looking to pull their site away from the church and they're not looking to go independent they're very much part of the whole thing um, and so and then the strategy team in that would be the I mean we meet weekly we are more the kind of big picture decision making we set the strategies for the next three years work out all the different things we want to do and then we decide how we push through into that so much more of the initiating leadership would be there than in the eldership team and i would say as in everything in ccm uh, it is always a work in progress and again because we've added sites our eldership team hasn't grown to match that um, and we've realised we've got issues around diversity as well that we want to address. And so our, our eldership team is going to go through a process of where we have to expand and grow it and add different um, um, kind of cultural backgrounds to it as well. So, and that's going to take us time to do. Um, so in all of these things, there is an ebb and a flow as to <laughs> how they work and what when it's good and when it needs work on it. And yeah, do you think that's a fair answer? I think that's really a helpful summary of what we've got, how they relate to each other, where we're at. Um, I wonder just to push into the multi-site part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, so elders in a multi-site, um, we would typically say if you're an elder, you, you're not just an elder of your site, you're an elder of the whole church, you carry it all in your heart, you, you have a responsibility over it but that's primarily outworked in in your local mm. context and if an elder switches sites doesn't they don't necessarily keep the eldership in doing so they may depending on yeah. who they are and circumstances but um, yeah I mean, have you got any thoughts on like how that's worked or things that um, have been strengths with it or that we might want to tweak with that kind of local application, but Eldred over the whole? I mean, I think for, for the unity of the whole multi-site thing, they need to have a, a clear picture of what we are. And I understand the way that we do things and yeah, feel a sense of if something goes wrong in one of the sites, for example, it's a slight negative way of looking at it, but if something goes wrong in one of the sites or in the staff team, that the elders, they feel the responsibility for that. Um, in a funny way, the trustees in a different realm of stuff, would I, you'd want the same thing for them, to feel the, the responsibility of, look, um, this is kind of on my watch, I'm responsible for these things, I need to, uh, I need to be asking loaded questions and uh, leaning in to try to understand what is happening in that site or with that situation uh, and even the the positive way of looking at something is going really well the elders should feel a a joy that that site is going well not a why is my site not doing well and theirs is doing great and um, then not an envy but there is a, a joy in it i think would be yeah so i think the the unity and so i think for me i think they probably should be elders everywhere uh, I know a few people have gone to we multi-site, but you're only an elder in the one site. That's it, and that that's a different step down the kind of Brad House's scale, isn't it? Yes, to, yes. So the church is separating out a little bit more, which I I feel at that point you're pulling away, mm -hmm. and I, I feel you 
I wonder if you lose missionally and being able to plant more if you do that. Um, you might not, but it depends on the leaves involved, doesn't it? But that, yeah. I, for us, I feel it, we would. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting though. Yeah, um, uh, I think let's wrap this one up here. This has been a, a good chat about leadership at yeah. Walter. There's a lot more that could be said on the topic, but um, I think this is a good place to, to stop the conversation and give you something to chew on. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with uh, more conversation about multi-site next week.